with you one mile at a time during the afternoon drive. Cattles and Robbie. Sacktown Sports. All right, back here on Cattles and Rami, Jason Ross, Jay Johnson, hanging out this afternoon here on Sacktown Sports, Sacktown Sports app on YouTube. Check us out there. Hit that thumbs up button while you're there. We appreciate that. Comments coming in as well. You can text us, too, on the text line. We always appreciate that as well at 916-339-1140. As uh, the Kings, uh, we mentioned them being in a couple of rumors. One thing that was out there, too, Jay, was uh, Dallas and Indiana, apparently, are a couple teams that are interested in free agent Harrison Barnes. HB, yeah. to be expected, brother. He's a true professional. Yeah, where are you on HB as uh, the Kings' decision with him? Yeah, you know... Is it the money? Is it like does, is the money in the contracts right? You're good. Is that kind of where you are? Nah, where are I'm you? looking for again. For me, I'm, it's all about powerful impact. If mm-hmm. I'm doing something high, small, or big, I'm looking for power. Right? I'm looking for something that's substance. For me, I, I, I'm going a different route, man. Mm-hmm. Again, I I think this team, the two, you know, everybody is uh, we're our we're our chair G, uh, excuse me, chair GM, right? Yeah. So. For my as let me step into that role now. Let me get my Paul Johnson on. You know, let me get my Mrs. Rana Dive on. I think we need more power. Mm-hmm. You know, HB is a consummate professional, uh, someone that as we've seen, everybody will want on your squad. You know, he brings nothing but positive things off the floor. And speaking, of, we we just had the um, example of Zion does nothing but great things off the floor. And I, I can definitely see why a team like Indiana will want him, especially you know trying to take the necessary mm-hmm. step, the next step, like we've seen with the Kings. And you got. Buddy Hield and Tyrese, I'm pretty sure they've already been checked in and they've said some great things about Harrison Barnes, as we all do. On the floor, for me, though, is where I'm looking for more powerful, you know, impact, looking for more oomph to it. You know, give me something that I'm a rave about. And like you said, I'm I'm a big swinger. Sometimes you yeah. just got to go big or go home. Well, a lot of this is timing. And I think for Harrison, I think he did more than serve a purpose for what yes. he was brought in. He yes. was a bigger name. He was a good he was he was Dallas's leading scorer for a couple mm-hmm. of years and comes here and, and really fills a role, helps build up a culture, helps you know, just shows everybody how to be a professional. It's just to me he's the one guy that it the opportunity is here to make it you, you don't have to make a decision on Kevin Herter or Fox or Sabonis or Keegan, your four starters, unless they're involved in a trade. This one a decision has to be made mm. And that is, do we want to keep him and at what money and how much more time? And since it's a position that could be open, I think it does make sense to look elsewhere. But you have to have that plan ready. And I don't know what that plan is. You know, uh, when we were on earlier with uh, Whitey and Watkins, they were talking about Kuzma. I think that's different. I think there's some good with what would be different. I don't know that it's all good. I think there's some risks there, too. That's not the home run swing to me. That's a good swing. It's a different swing. But um, I'm kind of with you. I think where this team is now, and as long as they keep what I believe they want their core to be a Fox, Murray, and Sabonis, mm-hmm. I'd swing away. Yeah, go big or go home. You and, know, we're trying to dial nine. We're going long distance yeah. there, man. And would that be, while that is out there, would that be Draymond Green? I would take a swing. He fits Mike's Brown system. We know that. We know Mike is, is knows him. You know, right? The tough part about it is is just going through the the competition, the challenge that the Kings did against him. And of course, you know, him being public enemy number one with the uh, Kirk Franklin stomp on the chest plate and, uh, you know, the the some of the things that he said on the sideline, the Kings fans. 
Uh, he's one of those guys that we all come to know is if he's on your squad, yeah. you're rocking with That's him. That's forgotten right? in You five love minutes. him, absolutely. Yeah. If he's not, you absolutely hate him. He's public enemy number one. I don't think for what he wants, and it sounds like he wants to be matched with Steph Curry for the next three years, and they probably ride off to the sunset or split teams, depending on what goes on. Draymond is in a very peculiar spot in the fact of this, Jason, is he's paid like a superstar. Yeah. And it's because what he brings to the Warriors. And so many people, the detractors of what Draymond is, is he wouldn't do that everywhere else. Yeah, he would. He would do that in a lot of other places. But the one thing I agree with is he probably wouldn't be paid the same way as he's paid by the Golden State Warriors. But as far as the way his game is, he's going to pass. He's going to be public enemy number one. He's going to ruffle people's feathers. He's going to do everything that he possibly does. Excuse me, that he does with the Warriors that he could possibly do with another team. I would do it. It's a great swing. It's powerful, like we said, and it's an impact. And I think one thing that Draymond does is he's going to make people on this team, the Sacramento Kings, accountable yeah. when it comes to playing on the defensive side. Yeah, there might be some uncomfortable practices, uncomfortable meetings. I'm, uncomfortable I'm with all huddles. of that. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. I think to me on that one specific, if Draymond is really on the Kings' radar, this is one time where if you're the GM, to me, if I'm Monty, West, that whole group, I I almost put all of it on Mike Brown. And I had my mm. conversation with him. I said, Coach, what do you think? Like, Can you this, handle him? Not even that. Okay. Like, or if there's like, if you if he gave me any reason, like, no. Gotcha. Then I'm out. Hmm. But I don't, I don't think you should always work that way. But he would be as close to anyone to have the intel, work with it, or vice versa. If he's right. like, this is a player that we need to get, then I'm, you know, even more in. So I, I, I feel like you would have to get as much intel from your head coach, which generally they kind of stay out of that thing. I think there are some conversations, but, yeah, you know, because GMs give you the ingredients and then it's up to the coach to put it together. But I Do think you go to Barbosa too? Sure. Okay. Yeah. And even some of the team leaders, I guess. But, sure. I mean, actually, you know, the way the series went, I sure felt like Fox and Draymond certainly got into it, but I felt like they respected it. Yeah, the they earned that each was other's my, respect vibe of watching them and right. really more so the other way that took me back like dream was kind of like this guy's a dude mm-hmm. which was cool to see mm-hmm. like dream has got the credentials fox doesn't need to and Draymond has said that you know despite what he said on the uh the show the you know the barbershop show mm-hmm. the one thing he did follow behind that say man De'Aaron Fox and Mike Brown those guys are going to change it this year he was right and he's been on numerous times yeah. on his podcast saying look De'Aaron Fox is a dog yeah them guys up there in Sacramento they a team to play you know to deal with I think People here, Sacramento, the fans, you know, we're supposed to we're supposed to dislike Draymond. Right. Right. Draymond wants you to dislike him. He doesn't want you to like him. Right. And that's the great part about something. And that's what I continue to keep on saying with the Sacramento Kings. I want impact. I want someone who's going to come in here, change what the Kings have done, which Mike Brown has done, which Doug Christie has done, which Jordy Fernandez has done, which Lou Lou Lauks and all the Jay Triano and Monty has come in and done the same different thing. I'm looking for the same thing with the players. You see Domas has, Malik has, Kevin Herter has. Now I'm looking for that last uppercut. Yeah. I'm looking for, you know, we threw the jab, we threw the overhand right ops. Now I'm looking for that last uppercut to put somebody on the floor. Yeah. And Draymond is that guy. And let me also say this. When you are not comfortable is when a lot of times things tend, you tend to be the best Mm -hmm. because you have to, right? We know there's a lot of people out there who don't work well under pressure. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is 
when you as a person are put your back is against the wall and many times that's kind of that nine times out of 10, that's when we see the best from people. And to me, Draymond comes to Sacramento and he shakes up all the fans. He shakes up the players. He shakes up the coaching staff and that's what he does. Great. He makes an impact. Now it could be negative. Sure. It could be negative. I think there was some of that last Absolutely. year with the punch could to be. pool and Absolutely. all that. I mean, that, that can break could down be team negative. dynamics. I, absolutely. But yeah. when it was all said and done, at the end of the season, what did we hear? The team finally jailed back. Yeah. Steph Curry put his foot down and said, man, let's figure this out. Right. You know, put the punch behind us a little bit. And it looks like they're going to change some things down there, you know, yeah. this season. But when it's all said and done, look, we're playing for the championship. We're looking for one goal. To me, Draymond definitely exemplifies that. Yeah, I think he op- him or not. Yeah, I think he opted out. Ultimately, I think he ends up back there. I think, I think he's so going to work that. I think he wants to end as a warrior if that can happen for them. Yeah. But the other part I wonder about too, and I, I got to remember that the feelings I had when Demarcus was here. Now, granted, the team wasn't as good, but he became very frustrating for me. Mm. It was to the point where I was personally just me as a fan of the team and of him. Uh, I was getting tired of watching him get frustrated and him get technicals and. Der- and I felt like when he got mad, this is one difference I feel, feel that's different between him and Draymond. When DeMarcus got mad, he, it kind of derailed himself. Yes. Where Draymond gets mad, like, it's just, all right, like, sometimes he's better, but I don't feel like he derails. He's just, he's hot, mm-hmm. and he's going to get mad at everything for the rest of the day. But he's going to still play and ball and compete and do some great things defensively and offensively where DeMarcus kind of went, and it just the, yeah. the, everything took went with him. One thing about Draymond, he's more calculated than a lot of people give. I'd him, agree with you know, that. Uh, give him credit for, and I think there's a lately the last couple of years the NBA world has started to figure out. Okay, wait a minute, this dude might not be off the hook as much as people think. He's a lot more calculated. Yeah. And may, it may be the podcast now that we get to kind right. of see him on a daily basis and understand some of his thinking. And, you know, the Warriors over the last season or two have kind of peeled back the curtain and say, look, Draymond does A because we need to do B. And he's kind of that guy. He's that rah-rah guy. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think he cost him a championship against Cleveland. Uh, you know, I do think there is a couple opportunities where it's like, okay, that's a little too far. But – that's the, I guess that's the, the, the chances you take, yeah. you know, a la Dennis Rodman when you're looking for that guy. But look, Dennis Rodman's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. Mm-hmm. This dude's a winner. And guess what Draymond is? Is a winner. Same guess thing. what? The, guess what the Sacramento Kings have not been? Right. Winners. Yeah. So if if anything, I'm going to allow him to come in and at least have an opportunity to say some things. And as you said, I have to definitely trust in Mike Brown and and Triano and yeah. Doug and yeah. you know Coach Doug Christie and and Jordy Fernandez and just the overall stability of what the organization is to bring in Draymond for sure. But for Jay, I'm taking a shot. Yeah. Well, one guy that seems to be at least at the moment uh, off grabs that's Keegan Murray. There were some reports that uh, he could have been involved in a Bradley Beal deal. The Kings didn't want to do that. So is Keegan Murray keeping the Kings from making? One of those big swings that Jay and I were talking about. We'll talk about that and much more as we continue right here on Sacktown Sports. Live and local in the afternoon. They always keep you on edge. Cattles. And Rami. On Sacktown Sports. Oh, foes, I'm tipping. You ever been to Houston? I have. Have you ever rolled in a slab? <laughs> I need that to be explained to me. <laughs> You ever been? You ever rode on the mailbows? 
still need, need, need more explanation. explanation. <laughs> I'm on them right now, unless that's an incorrect explanation. Yeah, that's an incorrect. El- All right, enlighten me. But what do your elbows? What What does Draymond do well with his elbows? Throw them. They're absolutely right. Okay, and they do what? They poke out. You stick yeah. when you throw them. Uh-huh. All right. So if you go to a uh, first of all, here we call cars different things in Houston. They call a uh, a souped up car a slab. Okay. Right? If it's sitting on some rims, candy paint, you know, that type of stuff. Slab. Okay. And then your elbows go on your tires, your feet. Right? But your elbow sticks out. Okay. It's your rim. Got it. So the slab, so the answer is, slab no. is a car. Yeah. Right? <laughs> elbows I, are a rim. Yeah. The only answer that was yes was I've been to Houston. All right. There you go. Yeah. One for three. But not in the slab. All right. With my elbows. And you never rode yeah. on no elbows. How many inch elbows? Whoo! Just depends on uh, what type of slab you have. Mm. Type of what type of slab you really riding in? Is Hot there? pink. Oh yeah, you gotta have that pop trunk <laughs> That's too. The correct answer. You yes. ever seen pop trunk? Uh, no, enlighten me. Pretty much just what it says: pop trunk, and then it has you know some type of form or fashion. People design it, and you know, like Lil Flip said, "Let's go fishing." Yeah. Yeah. Man, look, you come to Sack Sports 1140. I'm a game you up. Absolutely. There's a lot of folks on this station that ain't gaming folks up, Jay Ross. I'm going to start gaming people up. Nobody, to my knowledge here, has a slab. No. no. In our parking lot. Uh, No, I've never seen anyone. I may be the closest, but I don't even have a slab. I got more of a, might you know. Might some out there. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. what's the difference? I know Cutlass, that's out here in the bay, right? Right. Well, well yeah, that's, that's a that's the name of a, the name of a, a brand, car, right? Yeah. yeah. No, but like a Cutlass is like sitting nice too, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, we call it different things. All right. Yeah. All right. But a Cutlass is the name of a car. A lot of people out here drive Cuddies. I received that. Cuddies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Fofo too. Kyle, I know, did you come I in on your bike? Today. What? Did you come in on your bike today? <laughs> yeah. Did I come in yeah. on my bike today? Yeah. I did not, okay. unfortunately. I was going to uh, say, we need dimensions, please. Yeah. Tell us the rest. Because any, I didn't know if there's any uh, terms for bikes. I've, I've ridden my bike here. You have? Yeah. On the trail, too. Mm-hmm. I thought about getting, uh, actually, I, I think I'm going to invest in a bike for me and the family. What my daughter already drives? Is it just a bike or is it something else? No, nah, just a bike. I oh, might go low rider, though. Okay. A low rider yeah. version of the bike. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Or have you tried the e the e-bike yet? I've seen them. I have not tried oh, them. It's nice, dude. It's oh. nice. No, minimal no, work. I was going to say, there's no work. Do you even have to pedal those? Not really. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> no, because... It's a it, motorcycle. It'll go up... Yeah. <laughs> it's a moped. Yeah. It, it'll go up to like 30, 40 miles an hour, so anything you bike after that is kind of bonus, but... I, I needed that when I was a kid and I was a paper route. I had a paper route. Man, those are long gone. Long gone, but Oof. I would deliver papers. In the after- and think of that. It was an afternoon paper. What were you throwing? So the right-handed the, bullets. The OC, expri- the OC register or whatever was, the, uh, what was down there at the at Yeah, it was time. the register. Okay. Register right on the doorstep. You want me to ring the doorbell? I can hit it. Paper boy. Yeah. How far, how far away do you think you, you feel confident you could hit a doorbell? Like, say, 15 feet away, 10 feet away? Probably 15 feet away and then 20 behind the back. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, you got the Chris Paul in yeah. you? And i like, Kyle, you like the comics? I'd throw it to hit the door and the comics would pop open. <laughs> so you had That's to how I envisioned it, but really I threw it into the garbage. I'd hit a sprinkler, hit a car. Yeah. Anyone land on the roof before? Might have. But then the problem was I always had to come for collections. That oh, was the boy. worst day. Yeah. I mean, what was I been? I was like 12, and I'm sure, hey, Mr. Well, Johnson, you owe me 850 I'm like, what am I doing? 
You're collecting your change, I brother. I know, but like if you said, I don't have it. All right, see you later. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was much of a paper boy. wonder if paper boys use Venmo now. Oh, they probably do. Well, there aren't paper boys. Yeah, yeah that's the other digitally thing. digitally throw an iPad to your door. <laughs> right. My goodness. Um, Got to break Kindle. a lot of iPads. <laughs> Kindle, yes. Uh, so Keegan Murray, we transition. He's probably been on a slab. Nah, maybe not. I bet Keegan. Yeah, hasn't. I don't no. know Keegan. Has. They got slabs and elbows out in Iowa. Yeah, I mean, Keegan they got slabs a, slab. a lot of places, but slab is you know the originator of uh, Houston. That's you know that's yeah. where they came out. It depends on where you at. You know, okay. down in Florida, down south, a lot of cats ride the donk, and you know that type of stuff. So I don't think they got slabs in Iowa. Cobb, yeah, or something, like something that. yeah. yeah. Uh, but he is a, a guy that. I feel like, and look, anybody is tradable in this league. I don't want to say that nobody can be had, but it feels like he's getting close to that, if that's the case. If if the rumor was true about Bradley Beal, and that also doesn't mean that maybe they just didn't like the overall makings of the deal, but they didn't want to put Keegan in it. Um, I don't know if he's going to be involved, if there is anything with OG on a newbie. I think the Kings make a lot of sense that they want to keep him, but would you be, let's just take that deal, for example. Let's say the offer was OG on a newbie for Keegan Murray. You I'd say no. Okay. Yeah, because I'd even. I, I would uh I like his potential. Yes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I wouldn't move Keegan unless I was getting a known commodity. I'm not saying OG. So the bigger swing. Not, yeah, proven all star. Absolutely. Gotta okay. be, you know, a Bradley Bill, a Zion, yeah. a Lillard. You know, again, I'm looking for all stars, of course. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. which, you know, he's getting ready to sign that two hundred and ninety five million dollar deal. For me, I'm with you. He has more upside. You know, he's got a good base of what he can do and what he can be. And I think, uh, you know, um, Nick and Rami on this very show uh-huh. have said this for a while, as many people, his his floor is high, mm-hmm. right? You know, we hear a lot about the ceiling, but his floor is very high to me. Yeah. And uh, if I'm looking for a change, as I said, I continue mm-hmm. to use the word powerful and impactful, you know, for the Sacramento Kings Keegan, for me, may step into that role mm-hmm. where he has a more impactful role. I mean, he broke the record for three-point yeah. shooting. We saw a couple of uh, times in the playoffs he popped his head out, you know, right. whack-a-mole style. <laughs> and um, Yeah, to your point, can he be Bradley Beal with yeah. under your contract that you didn't have to spend or trade all these assets for? You drafted, and at some point you're going to have to pay him. True. But he became that guy without... Anything but drafting him. Very true. Yeah. Very true. And you have him for another four, three right. years, of course, the four, if you pick up the option, which I would imagine he should be picked up. And, you know, for me, this this sounds crazy, but we've been on this show for the last couple of weeks talking about this is a list ranking type of time of year. All You see yeah. all these different lists. You see all these type of rankings from the rigor, ESPN, all these different places, right? I look at him as a borderline top 50 guy soon, very soon. And it sounds crazy to say, but he's only played one year and it's been pretty impressive. And yeah, he didn't have, you know, he didn't put up 18 a game and he didn't grab 10 rebounds a game and he didn't throw eight assists a game, but he had some very impactful games. Yeah, He had some very tight, you had some times where, you know, he showed up and it was like, okay, I see where you're going with it, Keegan. Yeah. I, I think you have a little more to offer. That's it. Than some of the guys that we're hearing, you know, like I think his floor and his ceiling is higher than OG and, and an OB. Yeah, I think I think you said it perfectly that he has more to offer because to me, I think that would be my criticism if there is a criticism of Keegan. Look, it's your first year. Make your flaws, make your mistakes, but he's so poised, he's so comfortable. 
but I find myself wanting more because I know it's there. Yes. As opposed to H- high floor. Hey, uh, you know, Trey Lyles scored 18 last game, but only four. Like, Trey Lyles is nice. To be expected. But, you know, that's why you have averages, and he's about, if you give him minutes, about a 10 points a game guy off yep. the bench. But Keegan can get you 20. Yes. And he can do it a lot, I think. Yes. And then there would be some times where he wasn't doing it. I'm like, okay, look, I'm not expecting 20 every night, but I wanted more more of the impactful moments that he did have. And I think it's possible. And I think there was a lot of, hey, I'm going to watch Fox. Mm-hmm. Sabonis is good. Oh, Herder's got it going tonight or Monk. But, like, go get it too. Just yep. go get it where, you know, the stars, it's always there. I mean, the off nights is because they shot poorly, but at the end, they're like, oh, wow. Fox was 7 of 26, but he had 23 points. Like, that's a bad game, but there he is. Keegan, I think, needs a little bit more oomph, a little bit more push to his game, but I think it's there. Yeah, I totally agree. The three things for me where where Keegan can be more impactful this year for, first of all, is just experience. He's been through it. This would be his second year. He's had one year in the NBA. He's had one year to work under Mike Brown, the staff, play around De'Aaron. You know, we hear a lot of guys, it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm standing across LeBron James, the same guy I grew up watching, and finally I'm on the same court. So experience is number one. Number two, for me, is just what I've been saying. They need to get someone that can get the ball dispersed a little more. And that, for me, allows Keegan to be a little more impactful. And then the third part of it is just kind of what you're saying is, we've heard Mike Brown say this quite a bit. We've heard a couple coaches on this station say this quite a bit. Is Keegan now has to figure out, look, I can do this. And I want to go do it. And I want to exert myself within this game a little more compared to, I'm going to sit back a little bit and watch how everything kind of moves around me. Those are the three things for me. If you can get someone who can give him the ball a little more and the positions that he needs, second part of it, experience, just learning on the, you know, on the job. And then third part is, is for the last kind of step to be great is, is knowing when to exert yourself within the game yeah. too. There's one play in game seven. I'm not sure you're going to remember it, Jay, but I, I've been hanging on to this from Keegan. Catches the ball. It's to our left from the broadcast booth. Catches it. Comes off the curl. Gets into the paint. And he he's in that in between, but he decides to do a little running floater, floater hit the heel and missed. Mm-hmm. No big deal. He missed it. But that's a cram. Yes. Like if you do that, it's just two points. Yeah. That place goes nuts. It's an attitude dunk. It's an attitude play. It's something that sometimes he's missing. That right there takes him. I mean, like more of that. Even if you miss it, it's like ooh, he tried to get Looney mm-hmm. or Green or whoever. Like he went for it. Like cool. Place is still juiced. But it was a floater. And again, he can make the floater. He missed it. And it's like, man, dunk that. You're right there. Dunk it on somebody and make make your presence felt. Unfortunately, Keeg is not the uh, the only person because I say that just about every night in the NBA. True. Stop shooting it and go dunk the ball. Yeah, go get it. Rock on somebody real yeah. quick. Yeah. I've always said, man, if you are 6'2 and up, you should be. You should almost be losing your life every yeah. night trying to dunk on, put on in, somebody. Put them in the slab. Yeah, absolutely. In yeah. the slab on the mailboat. That's right. All right. Feeling it? Fraudulent? We got that. We've got that coming your way next here on Sacktown Sports and SacktownSports.com. Sacktown Sports. I'm Simone with your Sacktown Sports headlines. Through the weekend, Washington Wizards now finalizing a dynamic trade deal to send three-time All-Star Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns for a package including Chris Paul, Landry Shamet, and several second-round picks, sources told ESPN on Sunday. Speculation suggests that Washington and Paul could agree to a contract buyout, allowing him to become a free agent. Even today, the reconstruction continues in Washington. As we learned earlier, Wizards forward Kyle Kuzma has 
has declined his $13 million player option and will become a prominent feature in the free agency landscape. For the latest details on who's in the free agent pool this summer, as always, head to SackdownSports.com. And finally, the San Francisco Giants on a heater as they rallied past the Padres 7-4 on Monday night for their season-best eight-straight victory. I'm Simone. Those are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Welcome back into Cattles and Rami with Jay and Jason. Is it really real or is it fake? Truth or Fugazi? It's time to find out. It's feeling it or fraudulent. Another reminder, we're going to have NBA draft coverage coming your way Thursday. And all our draft coverage is brought to you by our friends at Power Business Technology. For all your business office equipment needs, contact them at 844-POWER-BZ or go to powercopiers.com. We will have more draft coverage coming up at 4 o'clock when Bob Gerald from HoopObsession.com will join us. It is Cattles and Rami, Jason Ross, Jay Johnson. But it is time for Feeling It or Fraudulent. Indeed. Simone, what you got? We have some great feeling it or fraudulent questions for you. Leading off, we're going to go ahead and start over with the St. Louis Cardinals. David Fries is turning down the honor of entering the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame. Fellas, are we feeling it or fraudulent? Oof. I'll let you kick this off. Okay. Jason. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling it, and here's why. Uh, his quote that he's attached to that. I mean, David Fries basically became a Cardinals legend for what he did in the 2011 World Series against the Rangers, Game Six, and just yeah, had a great run. Uh, but he grew up in St. Louis, grew up a Cardinal fan, and his reason for no isn't what you th- like. It's because does he have a reason? Yeah, it was basically because of the. I think his respect for the Redcoats and what that means to the others that have made the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Right, and he honestly, I don't think he feels he deserves it. Now they must, and the fans voted him in to be it. So it's a little bit of a slight to them who picked him. But he said, "Look, that's why I thought long and hard of this. It's a really difficult decision for me, but I think in true homage to like, you know, Lou Brock, Stan Musial, you know, Gibson and Poolhole, like these legends, legends, like." I, for lack of a better term, I don't think I deserve to be there, which is humbling. Um, I don't think he's looking for like, oh, no, you do. they voted you in. But I, I'm feeling it. Good for him for, for making that decision. Now, it may not be popular, but I guess he thinks he, he, thinks he doesn't deserve it. First, the first for me is is absolutely fraudulent. Why? The Ooh. fact the fact of the matter is is that man, take your flowers, brother. If a person presents you with some daffodils yeah. or a little rose, you know, man, accept that. Accept right? the gift. Say thank you. Absolutely, the it's, recognition. Sure. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. If if we all know Simone loves flowers here on the Cowboys and Romney show, Simone, have you ever turned down flowers? Never. Never. Not one time. I love flowers. Man. What can <laughs> I say? What if I bring in fake flowers? Uh, no, I'd still take them. Okay. Here you go. All right. Are you saying this analogy, he has fake flowers? Well, he doesn't think he's worthy. But others have. You're right. And uh, I, I can understand and get maybe you hold yourself or the honor to the, a higher. Sounds like he holds the honor to it. Like, does it feel like to you as, honestly, I don't think of David Freeze as one of the great Cardinals of all time. He's not. So when you're putting Gibson, Musial, Pujols, 
I don't know who else is in there, but I'm like, sure. yeah, we're we're like a different level here. Edmonds probably. Sure. But I get that, but you also have a you have a place in the history of the Lord mm-hmm. winning a championship, yeah. right? I think two, if I'm not mistaken. I had might triple be a check. Part of two. Yeah, they might they won two NL championships. They went to the World Series in 13 and lost to Boston. Freeze oh, yeah. was also on that team. Okay. Yep. I, he was not on the 06 team that won a championship. So he's, he only played for the Cardinals five seasons, right? So my, my thing wow. with that is is even if you don't feel you're worthy of that, others do. You're disappointing the fans. You're disappointing the organization. Freeze them out. Absolutely. And you probably are disappointing your family. You know, I don't know if David Freeze has any children, wife, so on and so forth. They didn't give him a Father's Day gift? Well, they. you know what? Look, you were supposed to. My thing is this. If if the Cardinals were going to give you an honorary, you know, uh, your flowers, and yeah. now I might never, ever give you a gift anymore because you might not accept it. Yeah, I know. Take, it, take the gift. Take the honor. Allow yourself to have a, a great time, a good opportunity. I also saw in the report that he's going to continue, you know, to kind of be an ambassador yeah. for the team and, you know, if flaunt the asked. championship if he's asked. <laughs> yeah. That's the point of it. But, man, what's wrong with that? It's yeah. nothing wrong with one thing we don't do enough as people, as society, is pat other people on yeah. the back, you know? And this is the organization doing that and reaching out to him. And the fans. Yeah. Especially with David Freeze, because if you know his story, he's gone through depression and some tough stuff before he got to the Cardinals. It'd be really cool for him to get that honor and that recognition. It's weird that he did it, it. but I'm still feeling it. And fraudulent. And the fact (laughs) of it is, is he didn't clarify it enough for me. It was like, man, you kind of kept us in the dark. We needed some people, some insiders and beat reporters and stuff to come out there. His, his... His statement was blah. I think he always wanted to be a Yankee. That's my oh, research. God. It may be inaccurate, but that's my I research. Know what, tells me. I was going to say yeah. something. Go ahead. <laughs> Simone. Across to the NFL, Dalvin Cook wants to be teamed up with fellow free agent DeAndre Hopkins in an epic pairing. Fellas, are we feeling it? Or is it fraudulent that those two could pair up? I'm half and half. I'm feeling it, but I think the NFL is saying fraudulent, right? I, I believe. They don't, you know, they really don't have a team out there that's looking for both of their services. Mine is probably the team that DeAndre Hopkins just left, which is the Arizona Cardinals. Unfortunately, the market for Hopkins, you know, kind of bears three to four teams at the moment, where for Dalvin Cook, it kind of sounds like they're seven or eight. So for I get what Dalvin is saying. Look, who wouldn't want to be play with a baller right. like De'Aaron, DeAndre Hopkins? I understand what Dalvin Cook is saying. The NFL is basically telling us that's fraudulent, but for Jay, I'm feeling it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that, but I think it's in the end, my answer is fraudulent because I just don't think it's going to happen. Yes. I don't think they're going to be placed together. I think it sounds great. Um, there's a reason, obviously, Minnesota elected to, to move on from him. Same with uh, Arizona with Hopkins. I think they're both still really good. I guess, you know, we know the way the NFL and the world treats running backs, but yeah. I guess I would ask it to you this way. What if that pairing somehow in some fantasy land became Niners? Uh, filling it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just because of talent. I mean, both of those guys yeah. are beasts. Dalvin Cook has definitely had injury situations. We know DeAndre Hopkins, you know, this past season missed six games due to suspension. But I'm taking both of those guys. When you're talking about upper echelon top talent in the league, we're talking about Dalvin Cook and we're talking about DeAndre Hopkins. How would you not feel it? It's just the way the NFL was built at this point in the offseason, too. You know, most people already have their star wide receiver locked in and ready. And for the most part, most people have their running back locked in and ready when it comes to you're, you're really not missing both. You're probably yeah. missing one. And then there are a couple of teams who probably just understand, look like the Arizona Cardinals. 
we're not really shooting for anything this year. We're probably playing for a draft pick next year. Uh, we'll go ahead and let DeAndre go, and we don't really need Dalvin Cook at the same time. Why is this taking so long? I don't know. Especially for Hopkins. I mean, I he's know, seen very several teams, Tennessee, the Patriots, like, and he's talented. I don't know if there's a money thing, but, like, it's taking a long time. You know, one of the things that doesn't doesn't surprise me anymore, man, after watching the, the Lamar Jackson saga, Ops, yeah. the fact that you had teams coming out say, we're not talking to Lamar Jackson, yeah. where if that would have been Joe Burrow or somebody else, look, we're not even going to go down the bridge of why or what, what was the reason Lamar Jackson wasn't hollered at by many other teams. But the fact of it is, this is the MVP, former MVP of the NFL. Dalvin, Dalvin uh, Cook is a beast, and DeAndre Hopkins is a beast, man. So I, I don't understand when there's top-end talent why guys aren't signed as fast. I just kind of think it's the player having the opportunity, you know, to kind of do it on their, their their schedule. Yeah, I got one more one more for you guys what as you a got? staff here. Feeling or, or fraudulent, we make the station vehicle a slab. Feeling it. I'm feeling it. I think Simone's feeling it, too. Yeah, feeling yeah. it. All right. So you're saying we got to take one of the uh, the station vehicles down there, go trade it in, go get an old school? Yeah. Are you talking about yeah. that truck that has all the stickers on it? Is that the station vehicle? I think vehicle we create a new about? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, need yeah, a new yeah. one. We got yeah. we got to come. See, a slab's got to be a certain car, too, man. It can't just be it's not a truck. any car. No, 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 no. You got to have a... It's riding you a little gotta, bit lower, right? Yeah, a lot of times it's a, a bigger sedan, right? Mm-hmm. A bigger vehicle. You know, that type of situation. A Cadillac, an Oldsmobile. Something with a big trunk. Yeah, absolutely. Pop trunk. <laughs> yes. I'm going to show you pop trunk Okay. during the commercial break. We'll come back and talk about it. And I'm going to show you a couple examples of the slab when they got the elbows on it, too, okay. and they poking out. All right. We've yeah. got it solved. We might have to get a couple guys on the station tomorrow to, to uh, let you know, <laughs> exactly. you know what a slab is. Go uh, get Slim Thug or somebody out here, man. There you go. That was feeling and uh, feeling it or fraudulent. We've got more to get to, including Bob Gerald from HoopObsession.com. But when we come back, are the Giants. Yes, those Giants. Are they actually good? They won eight in a row. We go around the diamond. That's coming your way next here on Cattles and Rami on Sacktown Sports and the Sacktown Sports app. Cattles and Rami. Cattles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. Little Paul Wall. You know I'm doing this yeah, all for you. Now. Yeah. All for you. Yeah, and I'm you, Jason. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Jason. Town action. Just show me some elbows. Low elbows. Those are serious. They are. On those slabs. Them things are sticking out. And you I didn't know, know they 10, had 12 inches, on the, foot. the fifth wheel on the wheel on the back on the trunk. They had elbows. It's like an Absolutely. Audi but, belly yeah. button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I call that an Audi. fifth wheel on the back, yeah. man. You okay. know, that fifth Some of wheel make it complete. Really nice. Oh, yeah. Definitely, man. That's you know. mainly, well, it's not mainly. I think you can find anything you're looking for anywhere, but that's that's. It's a Houston, Houston car culture, more yeah. or less. Yeah, they, you know, it's, uh, you know, down south, again, depending on where you're at, you got the donk, the slab, you know, those type of things, the sled. Some cats pushing the sled, yeah. you know, that uh, out here, we more sports car type driven, you know, Camaros, 50s, Mustangs, those type of things, Cutty. Trans Ams, Cuddies, <laughs> you know, a Cool Nut, a yeah. Cougar, all those type of things. Okay. Muscle cars. Muscle cars. As Uncle yeah, would absolutely. say. Absolutely. Muscle yeah. cars. Nice. As long as it gets you from here to there. That thing got a yeah. slide. Yeah. As long as it got And there. some of those are for show and those look good. Yeah. Rear posse. How often do they have the hoods open? Not the hood, the, the, the trunk. trunk. Pop trunk. If you have, so it's 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 like a whole story to it, right? Okay. It takes a while to get your car where you want. It yeah, to be. it takes yeah. years. Okay. 
if sounds like a lot of work. It, it, it I mean, yeah. it is. It's, but you put pride in it. That's your thing. It's, it's old your baby. school. Yeah. yeah, it's a piece of art. Right. It really right. is a piece of art. I have a car right now. I'm going through actually a, two of them, but one I'm really focused on, and uh, it takes time, but. It's part of the culture. You got to get your pop trunk. Some yeah. people like it. Some people don't. But it's definitely part of the, the Houston yeah. car culture. On the, sure. When you enlighten me on the elbows and then I finally yeah. saw it, I was surprised how far they stick out. It just doesn't oh, seem yeah. like. The further, the better. Probably. But yeah. like it almost like they're outside the lanes almost. It's close, huh? Yeah. It, it kind of reminds you of uh, like you watch some of those. Those. Um, one of my, I won't say medieval times. Like, yeah, uh, but like a cartoon oh, that like would have like jousting? an evil yeah, car. Like yeah, thing yeah, like, exactly. That yeah. kind of has some spikes on the right, outside. Disrupt another gadget. car or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like those, one of those things. It, it's just kind of their culture. That's what they do. You know, I learned that going to school down in Texas. And uh, it was one of those things that you have to see it to believe yeah. it. And then once you see it, you're like, okay, second nature is nothing. You see them down yeah. riding down the street. It, it happens every week. You won't find that at College Station? No. We'll no, you there. will. You will. Okay. You would. You would. You would. <laughs> I mean, it's a Texas thing. Yeah. For sure. All it's right. a Texas car culture situation. Um, Coming up tonight, the uh, Giants are going to be playing again, Jay. Who? And, yeah, the San Francisco. Your- no, they're not. No, they're San not Francisco mine. Giants. No, definitely not. Um, I'm trying to figure out if they're good because I I felt all along when like this season started, even as it went, I go, this team is screaming 500 to me. They're not bad. They're not good. They're just going to be about a 500 team. Then there were parts of the season they were below 500. Then they crept above 500. Now, all of a sudden, they've won eight in a row. And when you start to do something like that. And everyone a, has a win streak. <laughs> Ops, I don't mean to cut you off. It gets a little more exciting. And my point being, I saw yesterday's game. And all of a sudden, I'm like, ooh, there's, there's a lot of people there in San Francisco. Yastrzemski gets a splash hit, gets a walk off. Um, so were you saying there weren't earlier on in the season? I would say I could confirm that there weren't. I haven't been to a game, but I just saw games. And sounds like a Giants fan. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like a lot fans. of fans, but I would say the Giants are very guilty of that. Um, but I still ask the I don't know that they're good. I don't know what they're great at. I think they've got all right pitching. They've got all right. They're a whole bunch of all right. And that's, to me, not going to be a winning a World Series type team. But I will say this, when they won in 10, 12, and 14, they had great pitching when it mattered. Mm-hmm. But I also looked at those rosters and went, eh. It's an okay team. Very true. But they found a way to do it. So I don't know if they're capturing some of that again, but I do know right now they're in a hot streak and they've just moved up the standings with this eight-game win streak. They're not. Look, everyone has a win streak, maybe two during this season. They're hot. It's part of a season. I mean, even this Oakland yeah, A just had many. a seven-game win streak. And no one's betting yeah. on Oakland A's to do anything. And haven't won since. No, absolutely. Well, that's part of the game. Look, <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens when you're trying to uh, steal a team from a city. Take them to another city, but I, I regress. You're saying the A's are still the worst team in baseball. I they know. are. Yeah, good story. Yeah. The Giants are a good story. Good, good team to talk about right now. Uh, when it all comes to a head at the end of the season, they're a, a full game, I believe, in front of the Dodgers. At yeah, the after what they did to them this weekend. Yeah, yeah, which I know the Dodgers. Excuse me, Giants fans are absolutely loving at forty and thirty-two. I still think there's something to be said. I. I think the Padres are going to play well somewhere along they should, the season. Talent right? wise, and again, I think every every team has a, a win streak or two during the season. As using the Oakland A's as an example, the Dodgers have too much talent. One game, I know you just rock, you know, rock the Dodgers over the weekend, but that's going to come to fruition. You know that'll that'll yeah that'll team up down it. Too much. The Dodgers just have too much firepower. Yeah, have too much talent. And just what you're talking about with the Giants, they don't have that on paper. And I'm not saying, look, they did this two years ago. 
where it's like, I don't know anybody on that, that roster. And I, I really don't even, you know, besides the normal, the, the Brandon Crawfords and all that. But I, I just don't see it. I think they're hot right now. They're, with so many positions and spots, I could say they'd be a wild card team, but I, I'm still saying it's too early. I still don't think they make the playoffs. Yeah, well, it, it could lead this kind of win streak could lead to them being a little more aggressive. See if that helps them at the trade deadline. Who knows? And who knows what kind of moves are out there? Good story. Yeah, I was telling you earlier in the show. Obviously, I went to Boston this week. Went to Fenway, and yes, they were playing the Yankees. But and that atmosphere is just Fenway Park's amazing. Just the the fans are into it. And, you know, I've been out here so long, my whole life in California. It's just different, I think, at sporting events here for the yes, most part. especially in L.A. Yeah, and in baseball games, born, it's yeah. like, you know, people are – and not that people weren't on their phone, but they're just – other stuff's going on. The amount of people that were around, like, I don't know, some guy came in out of the pen from the Red Sox. Like, oh, he, he was in Pawtucket. And blah, like, just stuff that everybody kind of <laughs> knows. Like, I'm like, what? And like, oh, yeah, he's a lefty. He throws blah, 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 and this change and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. You're saying yeah. you wouldn't see that at Oracle Park? No, I don't think so. Not well, you, generally. You also just said that Oracle Park wasn't half field early in the season. Early in the season when the yeah. Kings were down there playing the Warriors in the playoffs. I remember uh, the day off game between uh, Friday and Sunday's game three and four was walking by Oracle Park after practice and like the Mets were there, so high profile team and mm-hmm. it was Saturday. Go ahead beautiful and tell day. on these Giants fans and <laughs> uh, not full, not full well, at all. Now there's been more lately, and you were telling me that baseball numbers are actually up. Yeah, the attendance wise and viewership is up. I, I mm. read that over the weekend. I'll try to go find that article, but yeah, man, it's, even with uh, the A's, even with the Rays, well, and the Tigers. You know, well, not the Rays, the Tigers and, and A's. Tigers are, just, are terrible. Nobody's yeah, there. Tigers and A's, but you, you got you know, just like you said, you got the Boston's, the Philadelphia's, the the New York Yankees, yeah. the Mets. You got some teams that's out there that's pulling in. Where Kyle comes from, Petco will be rocking yeah. just about every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excuse me, every night. Uh, you know. Unfortunately, we don't get to see that down in Oakland, except yeah. for you know the reverse boycott where we came in and pulled cool. about thirty thousand. Just it's just the uh, it's baseball right yeah. now. My Tickets f- for San Diego and San Francisco this week were going for ten dollars. Wow! I looked into it. I'm not going to have time to go over to see my hometown, San yes, Diego. Yes, you can, man. Look, I'm a t- I'm a talk to the power. Feel that robbed, be. Fenway yeah. Park. Come on now. <laughs> too much. I, I at least looked at tickets. Ten dollars yeah. to go to San Francisco. Look at that. Giants fans not even filling the stadium yeah. the arena. I will say this uh, as someone Simone. that didn't feel I like your Giants shirt. Uh, it's very Giants-esque, isn't it? No, it's Halloween. Okay. okay. <laughs> he says with a smile. Um, Oklahoma State. I will say – nothing Oklahoma, right, Jay? No. Yeah. I will say that being at a game with a pitch clock felt different. I hadn't, I hadn't been to a game yet, and I wasn't one clamoring for it. I've heard people compliment it, that, it's, that it went faster, looked better, had a better feel to it. I've watched games, and it felt quicker. Um, it was good. Liked it. It was good in person to have – the pace, like, just the game went fast. And, I mean, again, you're out there to just be entertained, have some fun, and people watch, and hopefully watch some good baseball. And it just went it went quickly. It was cool. I've never been to uh, Boston as far as ballpark-wise, you know. How, what, what's your take? You talked about the fans kind of being knowledgeable. Just to, as far as the whole atmosphere, what's your take on it? It was great. Yeah. I mean, I've, and I went to Boston one other time, and I went to two games. They were playing the Rangers a couple years ago. Okay. And so no team was – I don't even know if the Red Sox were very good. It was early enough in the year. Fans were very much into it. Yeah. Um, they've got some of their little traditions that they're all into. And Fenway is just, I mean, it's a staple. It's yeah. a staple of sports in the United States, no matter what you, you know, it's it's a place you have to go, a mecca, so to say. It's amazing. It's just yeah. like to wa- that walk in, in and then you just see the monster. You're like, wow. wow. I mean, it's just, it's it's amazing. Where'd you sit? 
This time we were at pretty good seats. We were spending off, that Sac State money <laughs> off between you. home and first and up a little bit, but in the the lower portion, not not right behind, but like we were good seats. And I just want to put this on the record right now. So you're saying Boston filled out the stadium more than the San Francisco Giants fans did at Oracle when you went to the game. Confirmed. Thank you. But it was the Yankees. Sit on top Francisco of the monster. That's the it. monster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who was that? That was, wait. Charles Play Bar- that again? Oh. Uh, that was Barkley? Yeah. yeah. Sit on top of the monster. San Francisco Giants fans not even going to see your team, man. Maybe they will and now. You got, and you got Oakland A's fans out here Try wishing, hoping, team. praying, fighting to keep yeah. our team. And you guys got a beautiful ballpark. And you guys don't even want to go to the game. They're I'll better tell than you the Dodgers. The, I'll tell you about them, San Francisco you going Giants fans. A's game this year? I said I will this year. I definitely will because, next year. Now that it yeah. sounds like they're going to spend one more season there. I, I mean, I got to. I yeah, yeah. Got to go too. back. Yeah, we can go together. Okay. Yeah, we'll see do the it. Yankees. Let's, Me too. No problem. Yeah. Got no problem seeing the Yanks. Nice. I love it. All right. When we come back, hoop talk. Hoopobsession.com. Bob Gerald will join us. Who the Kings might take at 24, even uh, 38 and 54, what his likes and takes are on the draft. That is coming your way next here on Sacktown Sports and SacktownSports.com.